Hello everybody and welcome to Galactic Yo-Yo. This is about my 40th attempt at recording, uh, recording this intro um, because I'm so out of practice. Uh, I'm your host Molly Martian and I've not made a podcast in a year so I'm still sort of relearning how to do everything but I'm back because Doctor Who is back so um, I was just about to say that I dug the podcast machine out again I haven't dug the podcast machine out I bought a new podcast machine that is how committed I am to falling back in love with podcasting Um, if you're a long time listener to Galactic Yo-Yo welcome back to the podcast if you are listening for the first time today okay you're right um, if you're listening for the first time today, hello, uh, I'm Molly Martian, and um, this is a podcast about Doctor Who. It was originally about people's unpopular opinions about Doctor Who. I've decided to kind of quietly drop that premise. Um, it's now sometimes about that, but it's sometimes just about having a laugh about Doctor Who. Um, I got together this week with my friend Sarah Garner, who I met through Doctor Who and has since become one of my best friends. Um, she's been on this podcast a few times before, a few times before and um, she came around to my house and we talked about what's happened in Doctor Who over the last year. Um, you'd think that would be quite a short conversation considering no Doctor Who was aired in the last year, but it ended up being quite a long conversation. Turns out we've been drip fed lots and lots of bits and bobs over the last year. Um, you may be wondering uh, if you are an avid listener uh, to Galactic Yo-Yo, you may be wondering where my first 75 podcasts have gone. So this is episode 130-something of the podcast that you're listening to now, um, and the first 75 have disappeared without a trace from streaming services. The reason for this is that I started making the podcast way back in 2017, um, before my transition. I'm a trans woman now, um, but at the time uh, I wasn't out yet and I was using a different name. Uh, so I used that name of the podcast and for a while I was okay with that, with the podcast still being out there. But now, you know, I'm a few years into my transition and there are a lot of angry drivers out in Clapton tonight. Um, but yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a few years into my transition and I've become less and less comfortable with my old name being out there on the internet for anyone to find. So I thought I'd get rid of those podcasts, but, you know, I put a lot of work into them, 75, more than 75 hours worth of content there. Um, So what I decided to do is I put them up for sale for a small fee um, on a website, which you can find in the description to this podcast. You can buy the first 50 podcasts I made for a tenner. You can buy a bundle with podcasts 51 to 75 for a tenner. Or you can buy, for just £7, you can buy 11 of the podcasts that I consider to be some of my best from those early years of Galactic Yo-Yo. I'm sorry if this is annoying to anyone, but it's just kind of my way of protecting myself from nosy Googlers who want to know what my name was before. I figured, well, if you're going to have access to that information, I'd like you to respect me enough to, uh, you know, be wanting to listen to my work. Um... But yes, that's quite heavy. <laughs> it's quite administratively heavy for any new people. So, um, sorry about that. Uh, the podcast is more fun than this, I promise. Um, I don't know if I've got any more admin. Um, please come to 
Uh, I'm doing a quiz. If you're a Londoner, I'm doing a big quiz at the Vagina Museum in Bethnal Green, which has just reopened um, at a new venue. Um, so if you want to see me doing my shtick live, uh, please do come along to that. It's on Doctor Who Day on the 23rd of November. Um, so there's a link in the description for that. But otherwise, um, I'm just going to let you enjoy the podcast. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation about the last year of Doctor Who with my great friend, Sarah Garnham. It seems that I'm some kind of a galactic I think this is the first time I've been nervous about making a podcast. <laughs> it's been a year since I've made a podcast. And here we are again. Have you used the equipment since? Have I used my equipment since? Yeah. That's not for the podcast listeners to hear. We can talk about that later on if you want some gossip. Um, the the rule ten- for trans people tends to be it, <laughs> use it or lose it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Galactic Yo-Yo, everybody. Um, it's been a year, and it's been a great year. Uh, prof- uh, no, it hasn't been actually been a great year, personally <laughs> or professionally. It's had some highlights, um, but I'm back, and I'm so excited about making podcasts again. Um, I've got a new podcast machine, um, which is really snazzy and miniature, and it also has some great um, sounds built into it, um, which you're going to hear now. <laughs> Or if I make a joke, Sarah can't hear those sounds. I can. Oh, can you hear them through my headphones? Um, So I'm here this week uh, with Sarah Garnham. Now, um, I'm going to assume I'm sort of treating Galactic Yo-Yo like the production team are treating Doctor Who, right? Yeah. So I'm going to assume that nobody's ever heard the podcast before. Love Um, it. So Sarah is one of my best friends. Um, She... um, has been on Galactic Yo-Yo many, many times before. And I thought that she was a really safe pair of hands <laughs> to like get us back into the spirit of podcasting. Um, Sarah, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, Sure. I'm Sarah. I've been on this podcast a few times now. A lot of times. We met through Doctor Who. We did. How? How did we meet? Um, I thought that you erroneously i thought that you were uh, dating someone another one of our friends you did yeah <laughs> due to yeah. your proximity to them in a nando's yeah <laughs> yeah i wasn't dating her no and then we went to a quiz doctor who quiz together and then it, the sort of the rest is history and i stayed with it. you for a week once when i was moving house that was amazing we've gone on a little holiday to the isle of Wight where you grew we up we did um we've done all sorts of bits and bobs together haven't we and I mean, more to I mean, come. Not not those sorts of bits and bobs. Um, that's not the sort of Phil. relationship we have. Um, so I was thinking today, 
um, just to kind of settle back in to podcasting, I would, um, the plan is to kind of just run through all of the things that have happened in the world of Doctor Who over the course of the last 12 months and, so and discuss them and maybe talk about it, how excited we are for the things to come. I'm loving it. I, this, my presenting skills today have completely fallen apart. I'm really nervous about this. I'm nervous that you're going to have a whole list of things that I have just passed me by. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a monster list of things. So the I last time... Quite, I can't quite see them for Yeah, it's okay. I don't want surprised. you to see them. Okay. The last time we um, spoke about Doctor Who was on the last episode of Galactic Yo-Yo when The Power of the Doctor, Jodie Whittaker's last episode had aired. And we talked about that episode. And in that episode... She regenerated into David Tennant's 14th Doctor. Now, while we are still waiting for the 14th Doctor's television debut, the character has made its debut in another form. Are you aware of this? (laughs) No. (laughs) So if you were a real Doctor Who fan, you would know that um, the 14th Doctor... Has made has made his debut in the Doctor Who magazine comic strip. I and assumed the, it would be in that kind of fake uh, yeah. debut. <laughs> what do you mean fake? It's not real, is it? Why? Who's reading that? I read <laughs> it religiously. I know you do. But th- th- so, but but it's an interesting choice, isn't it? From um, it's rogue. Con- considering like the comic strip has, has sort of diminished in importance and the pages of Doctor Who magazine over the years and. The readership of Doctor Who magazine has unfortunately diminished just because it's a magazine and people don't read magazines quite so much anymore, even though Doctor Who magazine is a really great magazine. Um, what do you think about the, yeah, the rogue choice to do that? Are they doing that because it relates to content in the series? It, it doesn't appear to relate to the content of the series because it can't really because they can't spoil the series. And they also can't put information in there that the audience needs. By law, they can't put information in there that the audience needs. Did you know this? No. So by law, the BBC... Law? law, What kind of law? um, Like, to do with the TV licence, like consumer rights or whatever. I'm with you. um, The BBC is not allowed to include any content in its programmes that require you to make a separate purchase to understand... So it wouldn't be allowed to like put a major plot point in a comic strip because it would basically be like, a, you know, um, an act of consumerism on on behalf I of the see. BBC. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Is it because I meant more like the other content that's coming up? Feet the thing. What do you mean? The little creature. Oh, beep. Oh, Is right. Because that's come from Maybe. the comic, and sure. they're doing a little. Yeah, because be, because the 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 I don't, I don't know what it's called. The upcoming episode is called the Star Beast. Yeah, and it is the name of a comic from the eighties, which starred the character, uh, Beep the Meep, um, right? Who is going to appear in the television version of the Star Beast? Utterly yeah. unhinged way for Russell T Davies to to like start off his. It's um, interesting. His new tenure. <laughs> But yeah, do you think he's sort of doing that as a nod to the fact that yeah. Beat the Meep is a character from the pages of Doctor Who magazine? Yeah, I mean, what was the comic? Was it any good? It's a, it's a Dalek story. Dalek story? Yeah. It has like the Emperor Dalek in it and stuff. Is this from the current issue of Doctor Who magazine? 
Yeah, but it's, it's, it's like a multi-part story. Oh. Yeah. They always are. Have you never read the .t magazine comic strip? You could have ended that sentence a lot <laughs> earlier. <laughs> You've read Doctor Who magazine, surely? No. You've never read Doctor Who magazine? I've read the children's one. Doctor Who Adventures? As a child. You've never read the adult Doctor Who magazine? No. Well, not the adult Doctor Who magazine, but... No. No. <laughs> That's crazy to me. I'm How a subscriber. How much does it retail at? Uh, I'm not sure. I think... Because I'm a subscriber, so I just no. pay like 45 quid a year or whatever. Is that one a month? One a month. It's not bad. But also I write for Dot Two Magazine now. Yeah. So this has been a development, listeners, um, over the course of the last year since you last heard from me. I am now a regular contributor to Dot Two Magazine, um, which actually, like, I don't want to... Oh, is there someone talking outside? <laughs> Dear. Um, like... I don't want to like oversell it, but also like it's kind of a dream come true. Love that for you. Right? Like I want like I read Doctor Who magazine from being like 12, 13 years old. Like the idea that I would one day be writing for it is be just it. it's just crazy. I'm so I'm really chuffed. So yeah, the last kind of four or five issues, um I've had a little bit little little bits and pieces in each one. Um, uh, my, so look out for me in that. My main issue is that unlike Doctor Who Adventures, it doesn't come with some kind of crazy it, little item yeah it doesn't come with a free do you remember some of the free gifts Doctor Who yeah i had the um inflatable toclophane yeah like yeah. a beach ball situation the best was the sladeen whippy cushion i do i think i did have that yeah um stick lots of um foamy bubble stickers i fucking loved those foamy bubble bubble stickers yeah had loads of those i can't imagine how bad they must be for the environment <laughs> <laughs> they are still with us on the planet now yeah they are um barely decomposed uh, what else? Uh, key rings. Uh, lots of key rings and knickknacks and things like that. I remember a Sonic screwdriver biro. Oh. And it was like, the, you know that like really shitty plastic? Yeah. It yeah, was made yeah, of yeah. that. Oh, they were so good, those free gifts. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like there was a uh, an adipose situation, but I, I don't know. There was an adipose. I can't remember what it was, though. No, I can't. But I definitely had it because I was obsessed with them. I made my own adipose as per the instructions in Doctor Who Adventures, which was filling a sock with rice. Oh my gosh. Drink a little face. <laughs> I had that for years. Wow. Mm. I never, you know, I was, I was never the kind of kid who like actually did the craft things that um, I, was, I was on that. Like the television or magazines suggested. Cutting and sticking. The, the main thing that comes up a lot now with, with Doctor Who Adventures is there was one thing that was like, and you'll have seen this definitely. It was, you know, the Italian fella in turn left, <laughs> who we've actually spoken about in this podcast before. <laughs> yes. Who gets sent to a death camp. Yes, I did. Yeah. Right. There was a, a puzzle in Dot Two magazine of like, get him out of the death camp. <laughs> and there were like, little, like tunnels to follow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's horrendous. And there was a little speech bubble coming from him like, mamma mia, I'm stuck <laughs> in the death camp. Absolutely awful. Uh, welcome to Galactic Yo, everybody. <laughs> Um, okay, so when uh, David Tennant's uh, 14th Doctor arrived on our screens, yeah, he arrived fully formed, clothes and all. Yes. We spoke about this a little bit last time, but we didn't have as much context, uh, uh, context then. Now, we have the context now that Russell T. Davies was interviewed in Doctor Who magazine about this. And his justification was that... Did, have you, do you know anything about this? No. Oh, well, this is uh, all brand fine. new information. Okay. <laughs> um, so he was interviewed about it. He was asked, like, why did the clothes change? Because the clothes have never changed. Yeah. Well, other than the first regeneration, yeah. the clothes don't normally change. 
Um, and he said, basically, I, I didn't want to go anywhere near men wearing women's clothes. Like, I didn't want to, like... Oh, I get that. And he, 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 like, referred to, like, drag. He was like, drag is, like, a very sensitive thing, and I didn't want to be making fun of it. It was, it was quite strange, especially considering that um, in that very story, a man is gallivanting yeah. around in, in Jodie Whittaker's, Whittaker's costume, i.e. Do you think Sasha it's in poor, poor taste? Well, I don't think... I don't think it's important. I'm a trans woman, um, for those listeners who don't know. And I don't think that was in poor, poor taste. Also, I they're think, quite androgynous clothes. I thought that was the right, point. Right? So, like, I don't think David Tennant would have looked stupid in that, really. No. Um, I mean, he would have looked a bit silly, maybe. He would have looked... But only in the same way Jenny Whittaker looked a bit silly in it. Yeah. My, to my theory for this, and again, like, this is me... I, I wanted to have a fresh slate. So, again, for new listeners... I have been... I was quite rude about the Chibnall era. Um, Rightly so. There is. There was one episode... I burnt my bridges with Chris Chibnall in the episode where I questioned whether he was able to dress himself in the morning. <laughs> um, but... So I, I hate to kind of bring it back to that sort of area um, 12 minutes in uh, to the new era of Galaxia. However, my theory is that re- the real reason that yeah. the clothes change is that Russell T. Davies doesn't want anything to do with that part of the brand. Yeah. I, do you think that's a good assessment or not? I would I would agree with that, yeah. Because the, the only thing he seems to be keeping is the TARDIS exterior. He's not changed. Yeah. But that's because it's kind of like the general public I mean, don't... It's, yeah. no, it's, like, I can tell the difference because I'm a freak. Yeah. But, like, regular people can't, don't know. Also, I think he can just get away with it because it's an anomaly anyway. How do you mean? With David T coming back. I suppose, but they've kept it for shooting out as well. As in, he's going to regenerate into new clothes? Mm. I meant the exterior of the Oh, TARDIS. okay. Yeah, I I wonder whether that's going to be the situation. Yes. And then they'll go back to normal. Well, I think so, because in the trailer, you see the 15th Doctor, shooting out in David Tennant's clothes. Yeah. So actually, maybe they'll just... They'll just go back to normal. Explain it away somehow. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's... Also, like you're saying, that they treat it like no one's ever seen an episode of Doctor Who, mm. every single episode of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like they didn't want all of the pictures on the newspapers to be like, sure. why is David Hannon wearing these clothes? I don't... What's going on? Whereas they got the nice, fresh image and they got the little... Clean slate. Yeah. They they shot it like a year later as well. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but we haven't talked about the most scandalous thing about that entire scene. <laughs> 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 the fact that they depicted somebody standing on Durdle Door. It's shocking. Do you <laughs> actually feel that shocking? It's shocking. And Russell T. Davies should have done an interview about that. <laughs> so for those listeners cross. who don't know what we're talking about, um, that scene was it takes place in a place called Durdle Door. Which is in Northern Ireland, is it? What? No. Is it like Devon? Like Dorset or something? Yeah. I don't Down know. Down that way. Um, oh, I'm thinking of... Um, You're thinking of the Giant's Causeway. Giant's Causeway, <laughs> yeah. You, which you are allowed to right, okay. hang about on. So the, yeah, but a doodle door, you're not allowed to stand on it. Obviously. Um, it's very Because it's incredibly fragile. dangerous. Crucially, though, neither Jodie Whittaker nor David Tennant did stand on it. It was... It's the insinuation. But they were depicted standing on it. So I, I guess their worry is that it's some young whippersnappers <laughs> will be watching Doctor Who and will think, well, 
my favourite character, the 13th Doctor, stood on the Durdle Door. So I'm going to stand on Durdle Door. Is no, Durdle Door no. the cliff or is it the area? Uh, I think it it's the name of the cliff, but I think people refer to the area. It's kind of like the needles on the Isle of Wight. Not to bring it back to the Isle of Wight. <laughs> but, um, okay. They're the little um, bits at the end of the island and the area around it is just the needles. Sure. But the BBC, they're, they're banned from shooting there, aren't they? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're gutted. <laughs> I reckon they probably are quite yeah, gutted. Yeah, all of their crime dramas. Yeah. What are they going to have as a stunning background? Isn't it? Um, what do you think of the costume itself? The, the David Tennant 14th Doctor costume? Pretty safe, isn't it? I think it's quite safe. The way I saw it described um, by Russell was like... Um, or maybe it was by David Tennant? One of the two was saying it's like to people like us who know Doctor Who really well, it's like a fresh take, and we'll see that it's really di- that it's really quite different, yeah, and we'll like it. Um, whereas people who um are casual viewers won't necessarily know that he's wearing something that different, really. Yeah, it's close enough that no yeah. jacket though. You annoyed about that? Well, that's that's the key way in which it's different, in my opinion. <laughs> it's a what? Look in your eye. You're very <laughs> certain on this point. Well, there's no, there's no jacket, Sarah. <laughs> the, like, it's a bit chilly. He was, he's wearing a waistcoat only. Yeah. And um, oh, I hope he isn't just gossing about in the waistcoat. There's loads of publicity shots from just gossing about in the waistcoat. I don't like that. Why? He's gonna look like a, what do they call them? Croupier. What does that mean? You know, the little, little like, uh, either like a little waiter in a restaurant or a little. Little guy that puts the snooker balls back in the right place. <laughs> he he does look like that. He does. Um, lovely nice coat though. Yeah, that um, is a nice coat. That's what I've si- that's what I'm picturing. He's wearing one of those um knitted ties that is like flat at the bottom. Don't like those. You don't like that either. Those are designed to be inside something. You're now not designed I, to see the edge. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know what you don't like, and that's his hair. Yeah. I mean, you can't stand the hair, can you? No, uh, his can you uh, his grand why? old age. He's not that old. How old is he? He's, I think up. he's maybe fifty-one or something. He must be older than. Surely not. I let's have a look. David, can you guess what the top David is that comes up when I type in David? Um, Beckham. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Sarah's a big football fan. Do you want to know what the second one is? Uh, Seaman. No, <laughs> um, uh, James. It's another. It's a different way of pronouncing David. David. Yeah, <laughs> David. X Man United goalkeeper. Anyway, uh, that was an aside. He is fifty-two. He's fifty. Well, that's basically fifty-one. Um. So yeah, at his grand old age. You have an issue with his hair. Yeah, it's thinning. Quite yeah, a he's lot. Fif- he's fucking fifty-two. Give yes, him a break. So give him a different haircut. Speak into haircut. microphone properly, please. <laughs> Sorry. So give him a different haircut. Well, they did, didn't they? At the fiftieth, and we all complained about that. Did we? Yes. I don't think I was that bothered. There were lots. There were lots of complaints in the community about his hair at the fiftieth. <laughs> to Ofcom. But I mean, it looks stupid. Why? Like, why did he have that silly floppy ha- floppy hair? I mean, look. This is. Uh, I'm just on the um, BBC Doctor Who Instagram page. Sure. Um, I know it well. This is a comparison shot, which I think really illustrates it. I mean, it. Does the, uh, what Sarah showed me here is a is a side by side photo of 
David Tennant's first ever appearance in Doctor Who in late 2005, mid-2005, to his most recent appearance in The Power of the Doctor. And yes, his hairline has receded slightly in the fucking nearly 20 years between <laughs> That's those not two what I'm on about. It's the shape. His hair will feel so crispy if it's up like that. It'll feel like dog hair. <laughs> but you always had spiky hair. <laughs> yeah, but not like that. The amount of work that that hairstylist is having to do there. I I just I was, don't like it. I was it. really surprised that they went for such a spiky look. It's so symmetrical as but, well. And, and it's also like not that fashionable anymore. No, it's really not. And I thought like it's fine if you let it go a bit floppy at the ends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was surprised that, that that was the choice they made. He he looks like he needs to retire there. He he's like Sarah please. Garnham. David Tennant is a lovely man, and he supports trans people very vehemently. I actually would say his hair looks better in that in the other picture. I mean, this is this means nothing to the listeners. It's uh, if you go on the Dotty <laughs> Instagram page and find the side by side image. With the caption, new teeth, that's weird. I know these teeth. And then all the subsequent images, henceforth. <laughs> there you go. They can fill that in. I just, I don't like what they've done. I don't like that it's so I symmetrical. I think so t- Tate has aged better than Tennant. Yeah. She looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, but all women age better than men. That's just... I mean, that's the the received wisdom is the opposite of that. I'm not I'm not no. saying I I agree that the opposite of that is true, but generally people say that men age into their looks and women age out of their looks. I think they age into... Just to be clear, listeners, I don't think that's true, but that is the wisdom. No, I just... I don't like that there's, like, no overhang on the head. Like, it's all forehead. <laughs> that's my main concern. Like, there's no hair covering the forehead. Like, it's all... It's as though it... He like needs it to stay off his forehead. Yeah. Yeah. And I just watched a little like like the hair is playing a game of forehead is lava. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like some t- in some of the shots, there's like a little bit dangling down, but I yeah. feel like there should be more of that. That's, yeah. Anyway, because when there's only a little bit dangling down, it makes it look like an accident. Yeah, exactly. I think we've done nearly five minutes on tenant's hair. I think that that's fair. Okay. Um. Okay, we already kind of spoke about this. My next item in the list is Beeps and Meep and the Star Beast and the fact that that's been adapted and how fucking weird that is. Yeah. Um. So that's episode one. Episode two, we don't really know anything about the the wild blue wild I blue yonder. It's I called. certainly don't. I don't know. Like the trailer in the trailer, that's the one that we appear to have like the least footage from, and we like the synopsis is very vague and. Um, was that going to be where the main conflict takes place I think, think so. so and also in Doctor Who magazine in the profile of it that I think Ben's done yeah. it says um, starring David Tennant Catherine Tate and then redacted redacted Oh. so evidently there's some cheeky guest stars that we don't know about that are of significance in some way what would be your rogue guest star mine would be Tottenham Hotspur player <laughs> son like not a Doctor <laughs> Who alumnus, just like just like someone who is realistic, right? <laughs> like maybe they're they're on the BBC, sure, but you not in a million. Maybe you could make a cheeky one pound bet at the bookies and win quite a lot of money, <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe they're on the BBC. Do you know what I mean? Like you it, know, or they're Coonsburg. <laughs> 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 
it would be surprising if she showed up. I mean, Andrew Marr's been in Doctor Who. As himself? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... What about Koonsberg, though, not as herself? That'd be well weird, wouldn't it? It's a cyber woman. Yeah. Hancock. Matt Hancock. <laughs> no. He's doing everything. He just did SAS Who Dares Win. I know. I watched some of the clips of him being beaten up. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... Do you think they'll, it'll be Matt Smith, maybe? No. Or are they not doing that? No. Surely it feels like not. Russell's like taking That's it a bit... That's very cheap. He's taking it a bit more seriously than that. Yeah. He's not doing what Chris did in Power of the Doctor and bringing back everyone and their dog. No. And also, like, you've got to build to that. Mm. You can't just be like episode two. That's true. Here's all these fellas. Do you remember them? Yeah. Um, I uh, would accept some of the Roger Doctors. <laughs> Colin, like, Colin Baker is a starring we, we role. We just had Colin Baker, though, in the last one. But it's a starring I want him to be the main one, I basically. never want that. <laughs> I never wanted that when he was the main one. Um... <laughs> Oh yeah, for new listeners, I'm a hater of Colin Baker. Um, and then the third, my head. the third special is the giggle. The giggle. It's called the giggle. That's what it's called. How do you not know all this stuff? Honestly, I just at this. Are you a Doctor Who fan anymore? <laughs> You're going off it. Well, I I have been in the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that because we've chronicled that on Galactic like Yo-Yo. Chore. Yeah. Chore to watch. But this is exciting. It's like it going to be ex- good, Doctor Who. But I I'll let myself. I'll let it come to me. Okay, well, know? it's going to be called The Giggle. I don't like that. And it stars um, Neil Patrick Harris. I've got beef with him, so... <laughs> <laughs> as the toy maker. Nice, um, yeah. I am aware of that. You're aware of the toy maker as well? Yeah, I was aware as when As played he... by Michael Goff in 1960, Talk to Him. I mean, I, I'm, I wasn't aware that was his name, but... You know him from other things, though, right? No. Um, have you seen uh, the Batman films with um, Michael Keaton? Yes. He plays Alfred, the butler. In those. Oh, lovely. And indeed in the ones with Val, Cl- Val Kilmer and George Clooney. Good for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't... There's a lot of Americans in this series of Doctor Who, which I'm not so much a fan of. In what way? I just... It's, Doctor Who's always a, it's a sort of more of a British show. Well, yeah, but it's got American money now from Disney+. Yeah, Plus, I know. It? This is, that's why. Yeah. We know the real. So, wait, what's your beef with Patrick? No, Patrick, Patrick Harris again. You've told me this before, but oh, I um, he did some children's books, um, and I had to publicise them in the UK, and it was a bit of a ball ache. Did he do something bad on Twitter though? Oh yeah, I mean, he had a party where he served a meat platter dressed up as Amy Winehouse's corpse when she just died. So there's that. <laughs> I mean, that is horrendous. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan. But he was very good in... Um... How I Met Your Mother? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he was Ru- famous Russell's for. Russell's other exploit. Oh, he was in... Um, yeah, It's a Sin. Yeah. Yeah. He was good in that. So yeah. He is in How I Met Your Mother. He's the main star of that. He's not the main character. He is. No. He's the, he's the person who met your mother, isn't he? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was. He was that I'd there, never like, seen it. Oh, Joey, he's the main friend, right? What? what are well, you talking there's not about? a main friend. They're there's... all they're all main. I mean, I've never seen Friends. So what? I've never. You've seen never seen Friends. Fuck off. No, I've seen like two episodes. Maybe the ones with Bruce Willis in. 
Oh yeah, but you know, Friends an ensemble cast in Friends. It's not like it's a main. It's the same friend. in How I Met Your Mother, but the main. Who met your mother though? Ted is the main character. Who's he played by? I don't know his name. Oh, I don't not think Neil Patrick Harris. No, I don't but think he's, he's like ever... on all of the posters as like the main guy. He's the like. Is he the breakout the, star? He's the Joey. You know, he's oh. the like. He's the fun. Is he the one who has like those misogynistic tips? In it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, my former flatmate Andrew used to quote him quite a lot. Yeah. Okay. But he's a homosexual in real life. Yes. But in How I Met Your Mother, he's not. No. Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. Yeah. Wow, I'm learning. I'm learning new stuff here. <laughs> so, so much about how I met. So he's wife. gonna play. Um, he's gonna play the toy maker. Yeah, that is exciting. Do we think the toy maker might have something to do with the Doctor's regeneration? Because famously, before William Hartnell regenerated into Patrick Troughton, before they came up with the idea of regeneration, yeah, one idea was that in the toy maker story, um, he would get his face swapped by the toy maker. Do we think that Russell is going to call back to that thing that never made it into the show? But then who are we saying is the real one? Chuty Gatwa. I suppose so, yeah. But he was like, he did the teeth bit. Can't do the teeth bit and then be like, oh, I'm also this person. Like, mm. he's very clearly his old self. Mm-hmm. He's not like a new one that he's like, oh, sure. I've done. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've done this face before. Mm. I don't know. I say it's a can of worms. It is a bit of a can of worms. Because I, I was like, oh, maybe he... Because my understanding is that he is a new one that just happens to be behaving in the same way. I was hoping to be doing a Scottish voice, to be honest. That would be fun. It'd be fun, but it seems like he's kind of just being the 10th Doctor. Yeah. I don't know. How do we feel about the whole thing? Because the the more time has gone on... So when they first announced all this stuff, I was like... Love shooting at war. Love the idea of him as the Doctor. Yeah. Don't love the idea of David Tennant coming back quite as much, but I get why because it's like they need it. The show was not being watched by very many people, and they needed a little boost. And everyone you ask says that they've not watched it since David Tennant. So, like, yeah, you know, who are you going to bring back David Tennant? However, he's the safest Doctor, I think. I agree, but the more time has gone on. And the more I've seen the promotional material and the more I've actually spoken to people I know who aren't Doctor Who fans who are really excited about Shitigawa, yeah, the more I'm like, did they even need to do this David Tennant stuff? Like, was it even a necessary step? I think to to catch people at the end of this year and kind of be like, because obviously we're not getting the shitty stuff. I mean, when is that? Christmas. I think his first one's Christmas. But then when's the first one after that? Soon, I reckon soon. Yeah, uh, but it's not because they're, not shoot, they're shooting his second season now. Oh blimey! So they must be bringing out the first one. Is he? In, I think it's going to be like February, March. Okay, that's my theory. Because I I feel like they needed to to grip the the family audience again mm-hmm. at the time of year when lots of people watch more telly. Yes, and then sort of go it. I think that the otherwise it could get lost. In the noise, whereas I feel like, like David Tennant is just a sort of like you know even like, rant someone's mum at Christmas is going to be like oh well, remember I remember him that was like a few years ago right not like however many years it's been yeah um yeah I think I think it's just a safe bet I I do agree with you I think I I yeah I just. 
I, I just I guess I just wish it wasn't having to happen. But I yeah. know I know that I'll really enjoy it when it does happen. No, I, I think I agree with you. I think it would have been nice to have been like, bam, here's this new thing with an actor that we're all really excited about. Yes. But they instead went, bam, we need to save the brand. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Let's just do this bit well, of... Well, this is the other thing that kind of doesn't sit so well with me is there is a confidence about it but it is and i know this is like this is like a me problem but it's so brandy like the whole universe thing like it's so it's so calculated and so well calculated and i really admire everybody who's working on it (laughs) some of whom i know personally (laughs) close personal friends close personal friends but but also like i what I don't want is it to be really safe. But actually, everything we've seen about the content of the stories themselves doesn't feel very safe. You know, all this stuff about Beep the Meep and... Yeah, um, but I still think that's safe. Like, they've done a cute little A baby thing. Yoda. Yeah, mm. for the first... With Miriam Margulies. So it's just sort of like... She's popular, isn't she? Amongst yeah, the general public. amongst the youth as well. Mm. They're like, she's mad. Um, yeah. That'll be a fun one. I reckon the second episode is going to be, if they haven't announced it and it's all a bit hush-hush, going to be a bit blimmin' weird. And then the third one is going to be more of, like, long-term planning, sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we've got, we've got sort of lots of crazy... Well, lo- loads of cool people have been announced for it, right? Well, this is what I was about to run through with you, actually. Yeah. Um. So we've got Gemma Redgrave returning as Kate Stewart. Yeah, Why? love her. Why? Oh, you love her, do you? Yeah. She's grown on me, but it, it... I mean, I was very shocked when Chris Chibnall brought her back. In... It's a little nod to the past, isn't it? Yeah, but also, like, she's never been that compelling a character to me. Oh, no. I think it's more like... It's crazy to me that she's the, the character that's, like, survived kind of three eras of the show now. Like, she was in the Moffat era, then the Chibnall era, and now she's going to be in the new era. Yeah, I think it's that she's so flexible that you can kind of you can of, kind of do what you like with her. Yeah, just and it's and it's kind of bringing in like a person the doctor knows. Yeah, like and a bit of a straight man for the doctor, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like true. She was different when we last saw her to when we first saw her. If you know what I mean. I I agree actually. Yeah, yeah like she's got a bit sort of. Yeah, she should become one of those people that you can just make into whoever you want yeah. and fit into any situation. It's a kind of like problem solver. I sort of agree. Like, oh, why would the doctor come here? Mm-hmm. Oh, Kate Stewart's given them a little ring, little buzz on the telephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here they are. Or like, oh, why is that here? Oh, we'll just pop her in, and then that mm-hmm. kind of explains. Because it it looks like she's going to appear in the tenant stuff and the shooting Gatwell season. Interesting. She's been um. If you don't want to hear stuff that's not been announced, turn off now. <laughs> um, she, I believe, was photographed with Millie Gibson, who oh, play, who's playing really? the new companion. And there were some theories about maybe they're related or... Okay, I can see that. Um, what do we think about the announcement of Millie Gibson as Ruby Sunday? I t- it's the announcement to, if you said any person who I was not previously aware of. That's the that's the companion. Yeah, I know, but as in oh. like, it's just oh, not right. a you don't you didn't it's know not her. known entity. Well, she went to school with the siblings of one of my friends. <laughs> she goes. She went to the same school that um, you gave me such a little smirk. <laughs> then, like, 
I basically know her, okay? Her school is really near me anyway, and I know people who went there. Um, <laughs> She's also like 18 years old. Yeah, I... Which is crazy. I follow her on Instagram. Do you follow her on Instagram? Obviously not. <laughs> but she, she... Why obviously? Why would I follow a child on Instagram? Well, because she's a star of Doctor Who. That's I d- why. I don't follow everyone who's in Doctor Who on Instagram. Well, My I Instagram do. would be plagued with <laughs> nobodies. <laughs> so I follow her on Instagram and she... I mean, in my opinion, has ideas above her station. That... Is what I have heard from, and I bet, bearing in mind, this entire thing has basically passed me by. Yeah. I've read articles that she's like a diva. <laughs> That's not really what I mean. Like, and I don't I, have anything against her personally. But, the like, the restaurant she goes to. Do you know what I mean? Where's she going to? Like, she's going Sexy to, like... Sexy fish. She's going to, <laughs> she's going to have, like, a tasting menu. And she's eating, like, fucking sorbet. And, like... <laughs> sorbet? All that is that <laughs> your... Is that your Marker. Or like Marker of- a, a little pasta dish with like three or four pastas in it. This is the sort of thing I love now at the age of 28. But as an 18-year-old, I wouldn't even know that existed. Yeah, I mean... I'd, and the clothes she's wearing. I I would be surprised if she... She's from Oldham. <laughs> it's rough around there. I, I mean, just feel like... It, I feel like she's... um. She's She's got airs and graces. Do you know I don't what I mean? know. Arguably, she's a bit like... um. Jenna Coleman. That's true. That's Cause true. Because she's f- from Blackpool, isn't she? I For My Sins was quite into Waterloo Road. And Why she was in that. Mm. And I feel like that was the biggest shit thing she'd been in before she was cast in Dot 2, I think. She'd been in Emmerdale as well. Emmerdale. I mean, come on now. It's, I mean, it's it's regularly one of the most viewed things on television. So <laughs> yeah, but that's, it's about. not a marker of success. People <laughs> don't go on. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, like, people so don't Millie go, Gibson oh, you been know. In Corrie. That was her main. That's been her main. Yeah. Thing. Exactly. So it's kind of similar sort of thing. Do you want to hear a local joke about Oldham? Go for it. How do you get to Oldham? I don't know. <laughs> How do you get to Oldham? Ask her nicely. <laughs> Terrible. I've said this joke before and people have been like really disapproving of it. But I think it's great because it's a bit of a rude joke, but yeah. also consent is built into the joke. <laughs> like the, the punchline is that you're asking her nicely. Yeah, I'll take it. Right? Yeah. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on. Okay, Lenny Rush. He's been announced as a guest star. I love him. Um, I love him. He's great in everything and he's so charming and he doesn't have airs and graces. Yeah, he's so cute. He's brilliant. He's going to be playing a character called... Um, are, we, are we bullying an 18-year-old in this podcast right now? No, I... I d- <laughs> she's, she's never going to listen to it, is she? I don't think so. Okay. And also, <laughs> um, really, we're just quite jealous. I wish that had been my life when I was 18. Yes, to be I agree. Perfectly I agree. honest with you. Yeah, fair enough. True. Um... Uh, Lenny Rush. Yeah. So he is the star of, he was the star of um, Am I Being Unreasonable? Yes. With Dave Cooper. Great show. Loved that show. He was fantastic in it. Yeah. Great really funny. Great comedy performer. Also great dramatic actor. Yeah. He's also um, really good at all the award shows he's been yeah, at. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. live, he seems to be just like a naturally very Real funny natural. person. Yeah. Big fan. That was, I believe I... Um, sort of publicly stated that that was my favourite of all of the announcements. Oh, really? Um, yeah, Morris, yeah. he's going to be called. 
Uh, we know basically nothing about his character. Sorry, Morris. Yeah. He's calling a person <laughs> of his age Morris. Who's calling a person of his age Lenny? That's true. Which is his actual <laughs> name. That's very true. Um, <laughs> no shades his parents, but also. Uh, Jonathan Groff. He's yeah. Love Jonathan Groff. Known for his role in Frozen. Yes. Has he been in other stuff? Mindhunter. Okay. So but He plays a serious role in that. Yeah, that's okay. a dramatic role. Um, um, it's one of the best shows that was ever made on Netflix. Oh, really? And was never actually cancelled, but will likely never be made again. It makes me very upset because it was so brilliant. But now you get to see Jonathan Groff in Doctor Who. Yes, but I'm concerned he's going to sing. I think he is going to sing. Yeah. He was also the originator of the King George role in yes. Hamilton, right? Yeah. I think he's going to sing and I think... It's, it's going to be a musical episode. Yes, with Jinx Monsoon as well, uh, right? Wearing uh, the piano. Yeah, I'm thrilled about that. I can't state strongly enough how much I do not want that to happen. Really? Why? It's never good. The musical episode of Buffy is the best episode of Buffy. No. It is. When was that made? Um, I think like 2001 we've moved like on as a civilization no i i think it's going to be great and they've got no. this, this jinx monsoon who i'm told is excellent very you funny. like your drag yeah drag queen drag race stuff don't you probably the the best like it's hard like to say the the best but like the the most talented person who's ever been on drag race i would say oh really yeah like one there more so than um bimini bonbula <laughs> But one their series. That's the only other one I know. Right. This, I mean, it's diff- completely different. Yeah, okay. uh, but like, Bimmy famously did not do particularly well on that. Like, mm. was very talented in some ways, not talented. Ginny Lemon. An That's or- another one, right? <laughs> the way you were so happy that that came into your brain and it just poured out of your mouth. Oh, tea or coffee? Here we go. You just <laughs> remember the ones that are puns. <laughs> Tear Coffee's a Doctor Who fan. Also, um, a horror. Yes. Who I have spent an evening with, actually. What? <laughs> we'll pick up on this. Pop a pin in that. Yeah. Um. um yeah, like all rounder. Like sure. Okay. Um, do the do the clothes? Do the outfits? Do the singing? Do the dancing? Do the acting? Do the funny? Yes. Like okay. Could do all it. So one their series came back and did a winner's series and one or like an all-stars series mm-hmm. won that as well i believe i think so great for doctor who do we think that they're going to be a villain yeah it looks like it doesn't it yeah i mean nobody paints their face like that if they want to look like a nice character yeah why why are you so worried about it being a musical then because it'll be naff. Jinx monsoon singing. It'll we be have, naff. We have, um jonathan groff singing i, I bet you to go i can sing yeah, but I don't want to see that. I really want to see that. I don't want to see that. I think it's gonna. Be, I think it's so fun. It's, it's exactly not... the sort of thing Dot Two needs. No, I don't like it. You don't like it. I don't like um, it. Do you want to hear um, what my drag name would be if I were a drag queen? Please, I came up with it a couple of weeks ago. Please tell me you'd be a drag queen, not a drag king. I'd be a drag queen, um, just purely because this is the name I came okay. up with. Okay. Um, Amber Leaf. <laughs> It's good, isn't it? When did you come up with that? I was looking at a packet of Amber Leaf. Wow. And I thought, that's, that's good. That's a good drag name. It's not bad, right? Yeah, I'd give you that. Um, I don't especially enjoy drag or really understand it. 
Um, famously, um, though, you'd have to change your name for RuPaul's Drag Race if you complete competed because you're not allowed brand names. Oh no! Because there was a character, a drag queen called Jan Sport, which is the name of those <laughs> <laughs> sporting company makes oh, no. rucksacks, and they just had to go by Jan, just Jan, just Jan. Yeah. Um. What 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 have we put a pin in? We put a pin in something. You spending an evening with a horror. Oh yeah. So I went to watch um I was a plus one to an event um that was a screening. It was at a really fancy hotel in the middle Love of those. Leicester Square. And it was a screening of a really dreadful um series that um Sarah Michelle Geller had been cast in. Sorry to hear that. Last year. What was the series? Um it was called The Wolf Pack. Oh, I can't tell you how dreadful it was. What was Awful. it streaming on? Um, Paramount Plus. Right. Um, and it was <laughs> say no more. It was a screening of the of the first episode, and then it was um, an interview with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Okay, so that was the main reason for attending. I mean, I yeah, I just wanted to see Sarah Michelle Gellar in the flesh, Fair. and I actually got a photo with her. Oh um, my god! Why have but, I seen this? You must have seen it. It's on my Instagram. I feel like I must have seen it, but I just not a horror. Um, was one of the uh, was also invited and um, what in the same sort of tier as you no like i i was a plus one okay so okay i'm with um, you but my friend that i was the plus one of had yeah. met a horror before i see so i was introduced i didn't even know that there was a famous drag queen i was just talking to this person and thinking wow this person's very confident <laughs> um and then they were like i'm not kidding the loudest person in yeah. the entire room like cackling absolutely pissed out of their mind oh no um to, to, to the point at which um sarah michelle geller herself um like joked like quote unquote joked um to the staff not to serve a horror any more alcohol <laughs> <laughs> i would die yeah i um, once saw a horror on the tube and well, that's, that, those are the sort of circles I run in. <laughs> <laughs> I once saw Gemma Redgrave uh, of Kate Stewart of Home and the Tube, actually. Is she as, like, effortlessly put together in real life? I don't recall. I'm sort of semi-obsessed. She's the sort of, like, would love to kind of have my act together in the way that she appears to when I'm older. Mm. I mean, she's probably Yeah, I not. couldn't say how old she is, really, actually. No, she's sort of ageless she is a bit, like she doesn't really look any older now than she did when she first appeared in dot two in 2012 unlike david tennant <laughs> absolutely savage I mean, Leave he's, the got, man alone. he's got about 75 children so he's got loads of children he's and he um he is a big ally to the trans community yeah i'm a big fan he's one of, of our biggest allies in show business i'm a big fan graham linhan called him a groomer wow yeah it's like a badge of pride nowadays it is um, What's her name? What's Gemma Redgrave with a with a J. Gemma with a J. Yeah. I take back every compliment <laughs> I just paid her. Who's spelling it like that? Oh my god! Her Wikipedia picture. She's got terrible hair. She's fifty eight years old. Yeah, I don't think she looks quite that old, does she? No. Do you want to see a picture of her on her Wikipedia? Yeah. I mean, it's often quite a bad picture because they have to just get one that's copyright free. Yeah. This is her reading um, poems from Guantanamo at the Center for Constitutional Rights in 2007. Oh, that is bad hair. She's straightened that herself. Yeah, and it's like bad um, highlights. In yeah, it. it's not. It's Sorry, very of Gemma. its time. 
You're stunning, but that was a poor hair choice. Um, oh, speaking of sort of fashion, um, the next thing I wanted to move on to was the Shooty Gatwa costume reveals. Love that. So it, it appears as though he's not really going to have a fixed costume. Love that. Um, which I'm in favour of. Yeah. And he's been photographed in a series of quite different costumes. I love the the bum one. Oh, the sixties one. Yeah. Yes, this is the pinstripe, the blue pinstripe suit with the, the little yeah, afro yeah, yeah. And with the afro. Yeah. So hot. And the really tight trousers. Yeah. He will not be <laughs> bending over in that episode. No. Unless they're made of sort of jeggings material. Um. <laughs> jeggings, what a throwback. I've not heard that word in years. Um, but yeah, I'm loving them. Love the little orange jumper. I've got two of them. I, I'm aware. I bought one to wear and one to sell <laughs> in a few years when it's appreciated in value. Well, you're as bad as a landlord. <laughs> do, you th- do you think that's bad? No. Do you think I'm like the people who... Um, Buy all the Doctor Who B and M action figure sets, and <laughs> and they they call them scalpers, don't they? And they <laughs> yeah. sell them on at ridiculous value. No, I'll allow it. Um, I I do wear the orange jumper as well. I've it's, seen you. It's wear a it. nice jumper. Um, although it is from H and M, and they are not an ethical. Who is clothing company? Let's be honest. True, but there are better options than H and M. I like that it was an affordable option. None of this. I do, but I don't think that's really an excuse anymore. None of this. Um, like, I think it's bullshit when you watch YouTubers and they're like, "Yeah, I buy clothes that are made by slaves, but I'm doing it to my, like, I'm doing it to show my um, viewers that you can d- dress nicely, affordably." It's like that's <laughs> bullshit. No, yeah, just I like know buy what you mean. clothes less often. Yeah, I bu- I buy clothes very rarely. And I buy expensive clothes. So is that going to be I'm your... I'm very poor, <laughs> but I buy expensive clothes, but just not very often. Your main criticism of the Shooty Gatwa era is that he's <laughs> <laughs> promoting fast H&M. fashion. Which, yeah, the, he's wearing a, a fast new fashion out- jumper that I bought. <laughs> new new outfits every episode. Um, I really like the 70s style like long leather coat one that he's been pictured in. It's like a red, it's a long red leather coat. She's going to the Instagram again. Yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. it's not like popping up. In, oh, it's immediately popped up at the top of this one. Yes, so great. That's a very cool outfit. I like all the rings and stuff. He's sexy. He's yeah, se- he really. Do you think is. he's the sexiest Doctor yes. Who ever? Yeah. Like he might not be the best looking, but he probably is. But even if he's not the best looking, he's the sexiest ever. Yeah, but I also agree with what he says about the other sexy Doctor. Oh yeah, so there was. I was this was actually on my on my list that Shuti Gatwa in an interview had said that he and John Pertwee are both sluts. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Fit. John Pertwee. So funny that Shuti Gatwa said that in an interview, though. John Pertwee's the reason I started watching Doctor Who as a kid. I saw a picture of really like his. It, was John Pertwee your sexual awakening? No, I just I you know what I'm like. Uh, I saw a picture. Yeah, your taste is very inconsistent. It's not. It's not right. But um, yeah, I saw a picture of him looking mysterious. Yeah. With his insane hair, <laughs> and I thought, "What's that all about?" Then? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here but I am. Gawast gives you the same feeling. Oh no, Shuji Gawa is just like straight sexy, whereas John Pertwee, I, I, I want to know more. What's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> <laughs> sure what did you think about my this is completely off topic but 
earlier on I reposted a photograph of Kermit the Frog to Instagram. Yeah, I agree. And sort of implied that I thought he was hot. Yeah, I agree. Right, because yeah. lots of people were in my um, were in my DMs like, "You fucking freak of nature! <laughs> like, what are you talking about?" No, I agree. He looked hot in that he picture, right? He looks very hot in that picture. So, for context, in the picture, he's wearing a sort of um, a dog tooth suit. Autumn suit. A little autumn suit with, a, with like, a, a polo neck jumper. Yeah. And he's got the jacket, like, over his shoulder, like, in a sort of sultry way. Yeah. That's the kind of... That's a similar vibe... Yowza. ...with John Pertwee. Sure. <laughs> I feel. And then shooting out is just straight, like... Yeah, I mean, he knew what he was doing with that bum picture. Oh, so fit. So fit. Yeah. The most I've ever fancied Doctor Who, for sure. Yeah, when he's got that little open David Tennant costume situation. Oh, so horny. Not sure about the one that he's in with um, Jonathan Groff. Oh, like the like the, the Regency. regency. I mean, it's just a Regency outfit, isn't it? Don't like that as much, but... Um, what I want to know most about Shuti Gatwa is he had to have his chest waxed for the first time for the Barbie film because no Kens have chest hair. Okay, sure. Um, his chest was not visible in that film. <laughs> has his chest hair grown back or is now waxing a thing that he has to do on the reg? What's I the situation I imagine your chest there? hair grows back. Yeah, but it's all prickly. So then has he let it grow all the way back? Or has he gone, maybe I like the waxing maybe he shaves it now anyway if anyone has From any waxing, form of you <laughs> don't really get prickly hair it doesn't really work like that in my experience of being waxed yeah when it grows back but it's not like shaving where you no get... no it's not like instantaneous like half yeah. a day later i've already got a stubble coming whenever back. i go for a wax the lady is always just going just like trying to advertise um laser, laser hair removal to me the whole time yeah which like yeah, I I ought to be going for laser, or she'll be like, we should be doing this in two sessions, really, because it's like a, an ordeal. Because because I <laughs> because I what? I'm transgender, so like I have hair in places that regular women, like cis women, don't have hair. You're a regular woman. I thank you. You don't know where I, we've got hair. I, well, I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, interesting. <laughs> I like that you're just allowing yourself to be bullied by this woman. And well, then no, you're... she's just being. She's just. She's not saying like it's bad that you've got loads of hair. She's just like I think it's for my sake because I'm clearly like wincing quite a lot. Really? I mean, I don't. I w- I'm not like. Come on, Molly. I'm grab. not like being a wimp. I just I'm pulling a face a little bit. The last person I went to get a wax from, she actually put on the last ten minutes of an episode of Friends while I was having my wax that's iconic so that i could watch it i obviously wasn't watching it because i had no context for the episode i'd never seen it before so i just was like do you get do you get your your ass crack wax yeah 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 me too yeah that's the one of the most amusing bits when you have to get into the position. <laughs> it's when you it's when you have to spread them. Yeah, it's quite undignified. It is undignified, I would agree. But also, um, they are always like like women are so much better at this than men because they get really embarrassed and then it's like you've come for a wax, you've paid someone for a wax, you're just not going to get that bit of wax. Come on now. Right. Yeah. Like exactly. That. I mean, they they always put their my request at the waxing place. Yeah. We've gone completely off topic, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, is I think 
um, very um, unorthodox because I interesting. I get like I wax places again that cis women wouldn't get waxed, for example, or or maybe wouldn't be as likely to like the inside of my thighs. The inside, like right down there. Okay. Yeah. Um, or even like the outside of my thighs. The outside of your thighs. Yes, Sarah. You... I was born a man. Are you getting a whole? Are you getting your legs waxed at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna um, say that's a bit, bit of extra. But if you're just getting. But the... they don't do my pubic hair at all. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, that's the only thing I have because right. I do the rest myself. So they do everything else except the pubes, and that they find really weird. Yeah, that's bizarre. Why? Because because that's... what I want is to is to like not have hair. I don't want like I want to have I don't want to have hair where cis women don't have hair. Yeah, I'm with you, but and the... they do. And cis women have pubes. Trust me. Yeah, I... <laughs> you don't. I don't get it all gone. Right. Leave you know a landing strip situation. Do you? Yeah. I'd never think of you as somebody who like took care of their pubes like that. Um, Can this stay in? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send this to my mum. I'm, I'm like, like full bush. Um, I don't give a fuck. No, I think it's because, yeah, I can just wax my legs at home. Yeah. So I just do that I mean, at I home. I can wax my legs at home, but I, I can't be arsed. Get, get, get a little machine. I'm very tempted with a little machine. Are you? A little hot wax machine. Because, yeah, no, I do sugar wax at the moment. It's it's a ball egg. Yeah. I don't think I have it in me to like tear the strip off myself. Oh no, it's fine. That's okay. not that. It's not that bad. Um, we need to move on. I suppose frankly. if you insist. Um, okay. So, the series one thing. What do we think about that? Oh, I. The only thing I've heard about this is via your social media. <laughs> so I think that this is something that you're what, worried what about. <laughs> I wouldn't describe myself as worried about it. What did I post on social media about this? You were like. I'm having an autistic meltdown. <laughs> I didn't say autistic because, crucially, I'm not autistic. Not according to your therapist. <sighs> what Sarah's referring to here is that a therapist that I had a couple of years ago said, and considering the autism, and I said, oh, actually, I'm not autistic. Not that it would be a problem if I was, but I said, I'm not autistic. And he said, well, yeah, not diagnosed. <laughs> um, which was quite so a crazy thing for a psychologist. He's the dude that, that diagnosed me with gender dysphoria. Wow. Um, do you want to know the funniest bit from my gender dysphoria like diagnosis report? Please. Um, so there's a bit where it says um, she told her mother that she wanted to... Well, as a teenager, she told her mother that she wanted to look like David Bowie when actually she wanted to look like her mother. Oh, that's so... That should be like a thing. It's crazy. Love that. Um, Sorry, where were we? <laughs> Such an emotional moment that we're having now. Oh, the oh yes, the series one. Series thing. one, yeah. Crazy, they're doing it again. Because Stephen tried to do it in 2010. He tried to be like, oh, it's series one again. I, and d- then, I honestly And then nobody don't... was on board, so they called it series FNARG for a bit. Remember FNARG? That? Series FNARG. I think that we run in very different circles. <laughs> and then they called it Series 5 and they and we just started. The numbering was normal again. I don't think that 95% of the people who watch it will in any way even clock that. But you and I will care, won't we? 
Will we? I will. I know you will. And I care about if it's upset you. Um, <laughs> it's always upset me. It's just that, like, it has upset you. <laughs> it has a little bit. You're deeply Be- perturbed because <laughs> the way we've the, we've we were able to differentiate the first series of Doctor Who from 1963 yeah. with the 2005 series because we say series one for 2005 and we say season one for 1963. Is that what we do? That's what we do. And okay. You ought to know that. I think we say old Who <laughs> and new Who or shorthand. The shit one no, no. and the new no, one. No. We'll say season one, series one. Which is the but American one? Which is the season? Season actually is traditionally American, but we just—I don't know why, but we all that's of the, the old. Who, that's the old stuff. All the old season, who is season and all new who is series. Okay. But now well, there's not a third word for that. So what do we say? Don't know. It's stressful. Is there another S word that we can just? Slut. Honest. <laughs> slut one. Yeah, slut one. Um, did you hear the theme tune? Yes. What did you think of it? I nearly crashed my car. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. What are you talking about? I was driving home right. from... I think I was doing some volunteer dog walking. Okay. Or I'd been to the shop. The only two reasons I ever get in the car. Um, and radio... I've been in your car. Give A few, few times, haven't I? Yeah. yeah. I mean... A privilege that not many have had to experience. But mm. um, yeah, I was driving along and then, what's her name? Joe Wiley? Is that that's, her name? That's her, Joe Wiley. Um, was just like, I've got a little treat for you Doctor Who fans. And I was like, I'm listening, Joe Wiley. Turned up the radio <laughs> a little bit. And I have to navigate near my house, a particularly um, tricky roundabout that uh, is often known to me as the mega roundabout. Yeah. It has three lanes of traffic, but no markings on the road. Yeah. So I think I've driv- I've been in the car when you've driven through this roundabout. Actually. Yeah, it's vibes yeah. alone. Um, I fully was distracted and just sort of, oh, oh, came back to, to earth. And I thought it was great. So it was Did you? I loved it. I was like, oh, with the I'm whole concert really orchestra. Sure about it. I think it sounds really messy. But I'm the, I, I feel like I'm the only person who's saying this. So is the orchestra one the final one? Or is that just a version on the orchestra and there's another one? There's like an electronic one. That's the one. version they're using for the specials, the orchestra one. I like it. Do you like it? Yeah. It's a, there's a lot going on to me. The drums felt very prominent. You're more into music and stuff than I am. I I, yeah, I would admit I'm more into music than you. I just thought that was lovely. Oh well, that's encouraging. Maybe I'll grow. Maybe it'll grow on me then. Yeah, it's nice. Well, other than that, what's been your favourite version of the theme in the past? To see whether I trust you. I won't lie. I don't know. Oh. I just don't. I don't really think of it that way. So the the. Let me run you through a few versions. Okay. Yeah. So there's the uh, original Murray Gold version. Like that. that, and and that has the little um, string counter melody that's like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, right. And then there's the uh, Matt Smith one, um, which has a little intro section. No, no. I know. 
Yeah, I know to what you're referring. Yeah, not you don't as like keen. that version. And then there's a Peter Capaldi version that sounds really thin. How can something sound thin? What do you what mean? What do you mean by that? It, sound, it sounds thin. I don't know how else to describe that. I don't know what that means. The sound is thin. What uh, do you mean the sound is the, thin? there's the Sega Nakanola version, which is the best bit of music he contributed to Doctor Who. And it's kind of I electronic. I don't know again. what that means. I'm sorry. Thin. No, like I just don't know what any of the other things you. I, the the music, your versions of them were very helpful. Thank okay. you. Let's move on. <laughs> You've offered nothing. I'm to sorry. That. I I yeah. What's your favourite? Probably that original. Yeah, Murray I think Gold version. Good one. That's exciting. Yeah, um, he's come back, right? Yeah, he's back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Nice. Um, what else have we got? There's only a couple of things left to go now. Uh, series fourteen. Um, two of the writers have been revealed. Uh, there's a writing duo, Kate Heron and Bryony Redman. Yeah. Elsewhere known for their work on. Sex Education, and Loki. Have you seen either of those shows? And have you got an opinion on the the minds behind them contributing to Doctor Who? I did not in any way know who they were. But I was like, oh, not a man. I mean, that's always good, isn't it? It's always yeah. exciting. Um, t- I've seen Sex Education... Loki is on my list. I enjoyed Loki series one. I've not to seen watch. the new series. I did think it was good and it was very clearly like, it clearly owed a little bit of something to Doctor Who. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good thing. I'd, is that more of the um, Disney influence sway? I guess maybe. Sending also perhaps the sex education. Yeah, I suppose. Shooty Cup R is... It's crossed over from both. But I loads of people have written for sex education. So I don't think yeah, that that's... Yeah, Moana is one for sex education. Yeah. <laughs> Quite crazy. Um, yeah. I, I'm excited about that. Because I, no, I, I was think thinking, good. actually, because there's only going to be eight episodes in the first Shoot to Get Wild season. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, oh, maybe Russell's just going to write them all. I mean, didn't he famously kind of do that anyway? And the people that... Here and there. It depends on the right. It depended on the writer. Yeah. Basically, if it, if it's a writer you've heard of, Russell didn't rewrite them. <laughs> and if it's a writer you haven't heard of, uh, then Russell rewrote them. Russell rewrote that and stuck their name on it. Yeah. So he little... so like your Mark Gatiss episodes, Russell's not rewriting them. It's uh, a shame. Your Keith Temple episodes. Who? Exactly. <laughs> what did Keith Temple quote unquote write? Um, Planets of the Ood. Planets of the Ood fair um that's the one with the big brain it is the one with the big brain yeah and the fella from um blackadder blackadder tim McKinnery. yeah um and recently actually um uh keith temple has adapted his story for as a novel- novelization i don't work in that world anymore mm. that's, the, that's the other thing is that they're doing target novelizations of all three tenant specials that are being released the following thursday from each one i pity the person that's working on those now why because for the context here um the first set of like new who target novelizations that came out in 2018 yeah i think so um 
Sarah was like a publicity person for it. Yeah. Right. I helped out as as uh I was like, I'm really into stock too, so can I work on these please? And they kindly obliged. Um but the sort of secrecy around Doctor Who is is a nightmare at the best of times. And for context as well, the BBC Books is run by a publisher that does cookery, does... They yeah. do, like, Mary Berry. Sure. They do, like, David Attenborough. They do, like, other things that aren't just Doctor Who. So it's not really, like... A routine, if you mm-hmm. if you know what I mean, and I just think that that would be an absolute nightmare to keep under wraps because obviously they can't. They've got to make sure that all the stock is the right stock that's delivered to the shop, especially if there's three books that to the untrained eye look basically the same. Oh my god, so true! Like, can you say? Oh, also, the people who work in W H Smiths, they're yeah. gonna get all them books at the same time, and it's gonna say "Do not open until whatever date" on the sticker. And Do you then this might lead to some leaks. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Also, famously, if people are good friends with booksellers, then they go, "Hi, this book's coming out. Can I like pre-order it?" And sometimes yeah, you get yeah, books yeah, like yeah. early on the pre-order. Fuck. I guess it because it's the following Thursday. What you've got a few day buffer. I suppose so. Yeah, I guess that's why they're not releasing them like the Monday. Yeah, but I could imagine sub like the first one should be fine. Also, yeah, because books only come out on Thursdays in the UK. Do they? Yeah, it's like a charts thing. Oh, I didn't know that. You know, in the same way that music only music, comes out on Friday. Really. Yeah, and films tend to come out on Fridays. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, huh. I yeah. didn't know that. Um, there's actually a few more things to get through than I realised. I'm loving um, this. Tales of the Tardis. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> How do you not know about that? What is I it? thought I got a Doctor Who fan on this episode and now I'm going to explain Doctor Who to you. What is it? It's a new spin-off of Doctor Who that came out last week on iPlayer. On iPlayer? Yes. iPlayer don't advertise things very Written well. Written by Russell T Davies, um, Phil Ford. And Who's that? Phil Ford has written for Doctor Who before. Okay. And Pete McTighe has written for Doctor Who before. Sarah, what's happened to you? Honestly, what's happened to me is the last few years of Doctor Who, I've blanked it from my brain. Obviously, my BBC iPlayer. Have they even advertised this? Yes, it was all over the BBC Doctor Who socials. So it's a show. That doesn't count as advertising things. It's basically a clip show where um, pairs of Doctors and Companions from Classic Who Oh, um, that's what all them pictures were about. Yes, and they and they go to like this memory TARDIS, which is like a hodgepodge set made up of bits of other TARDISes. That sounds horrendous. And, and like, I'm not going to lie. And they're like, "Remember when we did this thing?" And then it's like, and then you get to watch like an omnibus version of like Earthshock, and then it comes back, and there's a little scene at the end. And the pairs involved are Jamie and Zoe, um, Stephen and Vicky, uh, um. Fifth Doctor and Tegan, Sixth Doctor and Perry, Seventh Doctor and Ace, and um, Joe Grant, Katie Manning, Joe Grant, yeah, and uh, Clyde Langer from the Sarah Jane Adventures. This explains why all them people were at the premiere. Yeah, it's a new exciting spin-off. Basically, what's happened is that I've been trying to sort of actively avoid how depressed the 
poor quality of the episodes are and the algorithms on my social doesn't boost Doctor Who anymore. I don't see it. Do you, um, you mean during like the this fallow period? Yeah, and also the yeah. you know the Josie Whisker era. I just yeah. fa- found the yeah I wasn't enjoying it as much, yeah. and therefore it doesn't appear anymore. So it really, it's passed me by. But okay. I watch iPlayer regularly. Well, that ex- it's on iPlayer. I so get it watched. Love all of the quizzes. It's, it's very DVD extra. To be fair. Yeah, I mean, um, it does sound like a absolutely it, horrendous. It's How a, long it's is it? It's very DVD extra. I mean, they're all, they're all like as long as the classic stories, like 90 minutes. Are you joking? Because it's the classic story with a couple of scenes to bookend oh, it. Jesus Christ. Does that not sound fun to you? No, that sounds terrible. Why? What's so awful about that? It's like you a said fun it was way like a clip show. Yeah, because it's like a... It's like a a whole episode bookended by two new scenes. No, I want to hear them having a little chat. They have a chat before and after. I want them to have a little chat, watch like two... I want Match of the oh, Day. you want like Gogglebox? Yeah. Well, that's on the DVD. Then, to be clear, they're not... They're in character. No, I... Ha- that's <laughs> even worse. <laughs> so you thought... No, you thought it was like a behind-the-scenes thing. Yeah, No, they're they in character. It's canon. Why is that so awful to you? Oh, it's so cringe. It sounds really embarrassing. They're like, they're like, we need to tell the TARDIS stories to like keep to like keep the t- memory TARDIS alive. <laughs> Russell T Davies wrote these. You can't laugh at it. Are you hearing what you're saying? It's a new Doctor Who spin-off. It's not a new Doctor Who spin-off. There's new footage with the with the doctors, like actual doctors. What's the total minutes of the new footage? Per episode, uh, maybe ten but, maximum. But ten minutes, maybe. Ten minutes. Maybe That's not quite, quite ten. Maybe not quite ten. Because it's sounding to me like thirty seconds. No, it's not thirty <laughs> seconds. It's not thirty seconds. There's a bit of there's. More. Do they move around or are they just sat down? There's bits of moving around, but mostly sitting down. <laughs> I mean, it was filmed on like it's filmed like clearly with a skeleton crew, skeleton sat. Um, it was filmed like extremely recently wait did it was filmed in like october or something september october okay did mikey have something to do with this mikey was involved in it yeah i think i saw i do you know i saw something on mikey social mikey was the i think they're like first ad or something on it i'll give it a watch yeah give it a whirl come on sarah stop being a spoiled sport what are the negative what are the episodes earth shock um the mind robber okay um i can't remember the three doctors okay uh vengeance on varos yeah the curse of fenric and the time meddler okay i think i've seen those mm. well, they're all good ones they're not pick shit ones okay well at least there's that and they're like nice omnibus versions of them what do you mean omnibus what do you version? think about what do you think about this um thing ben cook's doing this isn't even on my list, but it's exciting. The Daleks thing. I just so Benjamin it. Cook, journalist and yeah. friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. Benjamin Cook, has recut the first Dalek story from 1963, 64. Oh, for and, colour. And it's been colourised. Yes. Um, I think that's really cool and exciting because when I first, when I had Ben Cook on this podcast in yeah. 2018 or whenever it was, he his like unpopular opinion was... We need to edit down Classic Who. 
Oh, uh, that's like, not an unpopular opinion. He was like, if you let me loose with some of the classic stories, I could make them so much better. Yeah. And they've literally let him do it with BBC Money and colorized it. I think it's really exciting. That is cool. Because, yeah, some of the... And dude can edit. Like, he's edi- yeah. he's edited for Jake Paul. <laughs> like, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows that's your doing. market. Well, he, he edits for some of the biggest YouTubers on the planet. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you... That is actually interesting because, yeah, I thought when they were announcing that all of the old stories were coming back to Doctor Who, coming back to Doctor Who, coming back to iPlayer, I was just like, don't tell people that mm-hmm. because that will put people off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's sure. going to watch some of those early episodes and think, what the absolute shite well, is this? Well, crucially, you know, this is another thing we need to get onto, they're not going to watch the first episode, are they? <laughs> because there's been chaos in with... It's for the best. Son of Anthony Coburn, Steph Coburn, <laughs> who is a fucking lunatic, and I don't mind saying that on the podcast. <laughs> You're allowed to say that on the podcast. Yeah. Fair. I'd say it to his face. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that on the podcast. He's mental. Yeah. I just some... he, he did a tweet that was like photos of stadiums, and he was like, look at the shape of all these stadiums. Don't you think they're like emitting, they're designing this so they can emit energy? Has he been watching too much Doctor Who himself? D- dude's lost the plot. And and he's the reason that we can't have an unearthly child. So for context, for anyone who doesn't know about this, this is the son of the guy who wrote an unearthly child. Well, sort of. Well, Lots of people wrote it. Yeah, he's but he's just got, got the, the main, credit. Yeah. Um, and because of like archaic copyright law uh, that was in place at the time, because we didn't have... Contracts for things like iPlayer then because it was the 60s um, and there was not even any BBC Two yet. <laughs> um, like, it means that basically he can hoard the episode, the rights to the episode if he wants to. But for how long? I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it, actually. Is there... Is it, like, going to be like Winnie the Pooh? <sighs> yeah, I don't know when, though. Anyone could do that But now. anyway, you see, you can't... So if you go on iPlayer, the first one you can watch is the second story, not the first story. Which is a bit... It's a bit sad, actually. It is a bit sad, but it's that, also that for the best. first 25 minutes is good. Uh, that first 25 minutes could be five minutes, but it is quite good. That's true of every classic Who story. Yeah, it's true. Um, okay, so there's just the last few things now to get okay, through. Okay, here we go. Okay, um, Doctor Who Redacted Series 2. Did you listen to that? I started listening to it and then I didn't. Okay. I actually did listen to it. I had to listen to it because I reviewed it for Doctor Who magazine. Yeah. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And again, wasn't pushed that much. No. Um, and hasn't been spoken about that much in the <laughs> fan circles that I'm in. I would very much recommend people listen to it because I think it's really good and... Um, it's not really like any of the other Doctor Who spin-off stuff that's going on and it's a little bit more grounded and down to earth and like relevant and cool. Is it um, as good as the first season? <sighs> Sorry, is seri- season series? <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's not quite as good as the first series. Fair. Um but I would say it's absolutely worth your worth your time. Um my flatmate Beth has just walked into the room. Um Hi, yeah. with a what is that? Is that it's you noodle? It's you noodles. Um, where were we? We were talking about um, series or season oh, two. Sure, yeah. It's not quite so good as that first series, but it is. I think I will watch it. You won't be watching it. Well, you know, listen You'll to listen it. You'll listen to it. I, I, would, I would really recommend it. It's really unlike 
like I don't want to shit talk Big Finish too much, but it's like so different to the stuff they're putting out, and it's so different to like any of the novels or anything. Like it's so its own thing, and it's so like for people our age, and it's it's yeah. like super queer and um fun, but also like uh, yeah, has characters you care about. I really enjoyed it. I uh, yeah, I'll give it a give it a listen. Um, um, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, it feels strange because I'm not I'm not very often earnest on this podcast, and I was just very earnest about that. Yeah, well, um, but I also just think it's really great that it's a like a story by a trans person about a trans person about yeah. like relevant things um, at a time when um, our government doesn't like us very much. Um, do you, you like me though, don't you? <laughs> do you like me? I love you. That's really kind. <laughs> um, Beth, do you like me? Oh, depends. depends on what. Oh, no, okay. Um. Oh, there goes the microwave. No, it's okay. Uh. Oh, the last couple of things. So, um, the thirteen game. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that, right? Yeah. So this is for those who don't know. Um, on the Doctor Who website, there's a game that's like the twenty forty eight puzzle game, but it's Big all fan. the it's all the doctors, and I became addicted. Yeah, I remember to um that game, and I was playing it kind of all day like if yeah, i wasn't doing anything else i was playing that game you'd be on the phone to people i'd be on the phone and i'd be playing that and game you'd be playing th- when it you was... live with me for that week i would say 40 percent of your time was spent playing that game yeah because I'd, I'd be on like a work call but i'd be yeah. play, but i'd be playing the game and i was like it was kind of stimming really yeah um, i'll give you that and then i decided i was kind of fed up of playing that game and i wanted a new i wanted like a new game to start playing so I started playing Tetris. Yeah, I'm aware of this. <laughs> and then I started playing Tetris for like maybe two and a half or three hours every day. That's not right. It, like it became a problem and I nearly lost my job over it <laughs> um, because I was like playing Tetris when I was supposed to be working. And then like HR got involved and everything. Were they um, aware that you were playing Tetris? It, they or didn't, they they didn't know it was a Tetris problem, but they knew that the work wasn't being done. That it was a sort of concentration so I've had problem. To, I've had to like go on a plan and everything. Um, so I play Tetris less often now. Sorry to hear um, that. But ma- or maybe happy to hear that. I guess like in <laughs> the short version of this is maybe I should start um, playing 13 again. No. Okay. I think... <laughs> what you, as somebody lives with me, what do you think, Beth? What about... Whether, but whether, I should, whether I should go back to 13? No. I no. Tetris is more she feels that Tetris is more productive. Have what's the furthest you've ever got on the thirteen game? Uh, Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so, but also, my score on Tetris. I, so my aim is to get to five hundred k by the end of the year. Right. So I'm current. I'm currently on fi- um, four seven seven. Have you ever watched King of Kong? <laughs> what are you talking about? King Kong. Yeah, I've seen no, that. No, King of Kong. No, I've never seen that. It's a documentary about these guys who are all insane. Right. And they um, are all trying to get the world record in Donkey Kong. I've never seen this. It's really good. It's, the whole thing's on YouTube um, for free. Um, illegally, I won't get the world, obviously. world record on Tetris. I'm not dexterous enough. But th- that this is the sort of... So they'll and, play it for Any like, past lover of mine would tell you that. <laughs> thing to say about yourself <laughs> um yeah but it's the it's the obsession i'm dyspraxic and tongue-tied 
Like It's not a good combo. <laughs> in the documentary, there's so basically if you want to break the world record in an arcade game, yes. you have to either play it in an arcade mm-hmm. uh, where they haven't messed with the game in any way. Right. And it's also not a arcade machine where you can play multiple games. You can only play that one game uh, and no one can mess with the motherboard. And if you play at home, you have to video record the whole thing. Um, and in the video recordings, there's like clips of his kid coming downstairs and being like, daddy, daddy, I've done a poo. Um, And he's like, give me a second. Cause he's still saying Donkey Kong. And he's like, oh my God, like I'll be there in a minute. Sort of thing. Oh my God. Cause he's playing Donkey Kong in his own garage. But weirdly, he's the most likable character in it because Mm. there's some villains. So I'd recommend you watch it and take a long, hard look at your own life. We're going to be watching this. So Sarah, at the end of this episode, this first revamped episode of Galactic Yo-Yo, do you think it's gone well? Uh, Yeah, I feel like you've just slipped back into your old ways. Yeah, I feel like at the start I was terrified. Yeah. I might might end up cutting some of that out. Yeah, that's Um, fair. I don't blame you if you cut half of this because, to be honest, how it's long have long. been chatting? Will you come on the podcast again, please? Yeah, 100%. Will you come on in a couple of weeks um, after uh, the Star Beast has aired? Yeah, when's that coming up? 25th of November. Stunning. Will you come on the 23rd of November, on the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who? It's a Thursday night. Will you come to the Vagina Museum in Bethnal Green, <laughs> where I will be hosting uh, a pub quiz? I need to buy a ticket. Uh, anybody listening? That's also uh, open to the public. I am a pub quiz host. Um, well, I'm a pub quiz host every week at a pub in Streatham called the Rebel Inn, if you are a South London local. Um, but um, I'm doing a bit of a bigger event in um, Bethnal Green um, at the uh, Vagina Museum, which is just newly reopened. Um, and I'm going to do a, a quiz there, which is like a bit normal pub quiz, a bit like vagina and like the human body and sex and relationships themed Love. um they're calling it a pube quiz <laughs> um was that them or was that you that was them actually that's really good um, for them i pretend that was me but i would uh i would love it if you could make it there's going to be yeah like regular quiz stuff but then fun games like maybe a play-doh round i'm gonna do um i love a play-doh round i love a play-doh round i'm gonna do um pin the clitoris on the vagina i love that with blindfold with blindfold like pinatel and the donkey you know amazing um so please 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 come to that uh there's gonna be new galactic galactic yo-yo sporadically i'm pretty much gonna do new um podcasts after each new episode of doctor who and then uh we'll see what happens um after that but i'm really really excited (laughs) to make more episodes Uh, and there's gonna be fun special guests every single time thank you so much for coming to my house sarah uh, it's been my pleasure. Could you send us out with a little pre-recorded sound effect? Oh my god! <laughs> this is a round of applause. <laughs> uh, and on, the, on on that note, thank you for listening, everybody, and goodbye. See you next time.